0: everybody hello hello welcome 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 i'm so glad you're here welcome glad you could make it i'm dan your friendly fishmonger from dancefish.com and uh, we do this every wednesday at 7 p.m mountain time but tonight tonight is a rather special episode of the fishmonger live stream i think this is our 117th live stream and today we're celebrating bob kaylor so Kaler's aquatics and I'll go into why and all that in just a moment. Let me kind of go over the the docket for today and then I'll get into that. Uh, just waiting for folks to, to get in here. Um, so I'm going to tell you the fish that recently got listed at the website. So today I posted a whole bunch of new fish. I don't have pictures yet. <laughs> and um, I was going to make a video today or yesterday to like show them, but... Uh, all I have right now is the unboxing video of them, but we'll, we'll get that to you. It's just that it takes some time, so that's back on the docket for tomorrow. There were other things that I'll tell you about that I had to deal with today um, that took precedence over that, but they're posted. There's just no pictures and no videos at this time, um, but anyway, let's get into what we're doing tonight. So tonight is a special double giveaway um, sponsored by Kaler's Aquatics, and this is Something Bob wanted to do to celebrate everybody that helped him get to 4,000 plus watch time hours, uh, which is a requirement towards monetization. And he soared past that, now he's, I think he's getting close to 4.5 uh, thousand watch hours, if I remember right, getting, getting up in that area. So it's an awesome accomplishment. And um, Bob, being Bob, was thinking, how can I do this and support a YouTuber? because that's just how the guy rolls. And so he contacted me and said, hey, I'd like to do a giveaway to celebrate this. And so he's giving the giveaway, he's sponsoring this. So the fish you're going to win tonight, um, he's going to pay for that. So thank you, Bob, from me and thank you for sponsoring the giveaway. Um, I was thinking I, I, I needed a little champagne glass and a little ching, ching, ching to toast Bob tonight. I was thinking like, what speech could I give? and. Unfortunately, because of the stuff that raises his head today that I'll tell you about in a bit, um, I was actually going to write some down um, and rehearse it a bit. But I'm going to have to ad-lib it here because of how the day went. But basically, I can't say enough good things about Kaler's Aquatics, about Bob Kaler. Um, he's, I, he was one of the earliest subscribers to my channel. I can't remember what number, but he's been here for the long haul. Uh, he's an OG for sure he is also one of the um there's a buzzing noise from this filter and it's driving me nuts guys just give me half a second i'm sorry thanks i have a power head that must be going because it's knocking around pretty good in the tank. Anyway, one of the very first to um, subscribe to the channel, one of my very first moderators and has been an active moderator, geez, probably for a couple years now. Um, Lumpy Dog was number one. He was the first, but Bob was shortly thereafter. And one of the very first customers I ever had back when I launched the dancefish.com website uh, way back in the day, back when it was like on Shopify before I ever built Get Gills or anything like that. So this is a guy that is... Uh, been helping me personally and helping my company in many, many ways, some public, some private um, for many years. So, Bob, I love you, man. Um, And I'm just super grateful for you. So thank you so much. And thanks for sponsoring tonight's double giveaway. So what is the giveaway? Well, it's pretty exciting to enter it, enter hashtag, let me just share this with you. Go Bob go is our hashtag tonight to enter the giveaway and if you haven't checked out Bob's channel yet Take a moment to do so um, <laughs> I, I call it the soothing channel um, You'll see some beautiful tanks and you'll hear Bob talk in his soothing accent and uh, If you're having a stressful day take a moment and go to Bob's channel. He'll, he'll calm you right down um, So hashtag go Bob go and what we're giving away are two things. There'll be two separate drawings for two separate winners. One is a dragon puffer, and I'll go into what that is in a moment. And the other one is the rainbow fish of your choice. So let's start with the rainbow fish of your choice. I currently have three species available. One, we all know and love, is the Bosmani rainbow. Um, These are aquarium strain. They're not any specific locality or anything that I know of but they're beautiful. Um, I think I have some females still, so if you're into breeding, I can get you some pairs and you'll be getting six of these. One of the winners, six of these. Or if you want, you can decide you'd rather have Lucistris, which is the turquoise rainbow, Um, another beautiful rainbow. The videos and pictures rarely show them to their true color. Like, you can get a good picture of a Bosmane rainbow. Like, those are pretty good pictures. But these uh, turquoise rainbows, these pictures don't do it. They get this, this is gesturing towards it, they get this bright orange, bright yellow, yellow orange, I suppose, stripe from the tip of their nose up to the tip of their dorsal fin, which contrasts with the blue because well, yellow is the contrasting color to blue, so it looks so beautiful in contrast. And they flash that, the males do. So they're they're just gorgeous fish. So you can choose those if you prefer. Or I also have Pseudomugil signifer. And um, I'm not sure how much these are. How much am I selling these for? I can't remember. I've sold them, I think pairs are 16 bucks, something like that. So we can send you some pairs of those. Beautiful little blue eye if you don't have a large aquarium. Um, they really do look at least this good when they're flaring, better actually. They're, they're a beautiful, beautiful little fish. Uh, get maybe an inch, inch and a quarter, maybe a little bigger. Um, yeah, they get a little bigger. An inch and a quarter to a little bigger maybe. But beautiful blue eye. And so if you win the rainbow fish part of the drawing, um, then you can choose between either the bosmani, the Turquoise, or the Signifers. Um, I think that is uh, what we'll do for that. And then there's also going to be someone that wins a Dragon Puffer. So this is a picture of the Dragon Puffers. They're kind of cool. They have these spots here. These, they have these striations underneath. And what you usually see on a Dragon Puffer is... There's a picture here of their face somewhere. Yeah. Like this is their face. Is that (laughs) Steenfotts? I think so. Yeah. Bob Steenfot's Facebook picture. Um, They, they're an ambush predator. They're pretty sedentary. So they don't move around a ton. They kind of, you know, sit and wait for a fish to come to them, but they aren't completely boring. I guess is the way to put it. I've fallen in love with them. I'm gonna keep, um, I'm gonna keep one of them. I've kind of fallen in love with them. I'm calling her Big Mama. She's the biggest one. She's about six inches. And the reason I'm gonna keep her is because she's the biggest one, she'll be the hardest to ship. So I'm just gonna keep her. Her color isn't as good as the others, but um, the larger the fish, the harder to ship and be successful. So I'm gonna keep Big Mama. And she'll be my coal machine, my coal grinder. And um, what I found with them, and I've only got a couple of weeks' experience with them. I, I haven't kept one for years or anything like that. Is that yeah, they're pretty sedentary. They're an ambush predator, but they do occasionally get in the mood and go explore. They do get to know me pretty quick and come up and interact with me. Not to the extent that a Maboo puffer would or that a well any other puffer almost would but um they do interact and when you put the fish in they don't only sit and wait for them to swim by so they can eat them they do slowly stock them around the tank which is interesting to watch that being said this is not a fish for everybody if you're the kind of person that is like man i love watching colorful active fish swim back and forth across the tank you'll get bored with these pretty quick um but if you already have lots of fish that are active and swim around in the tank and you have a different tank and you want something interesting and, and unique to put in it, this would be a nice addition. Or if you're just the kind of person that likes to sit and watch a potato in an aquarium all day that doesn't move a whole lot, this is the fish for you as well. Um, now, I've, I don't have a lot of t- experience with them. Uh, mine are just eating live fish at this point. I have talked and communicated with a lot of people that have kept them long-term, however, because when I first got them, it was a surprise. I didn't order them. I didn't know they were coming. So I quickly like started reaching out to get more information. What I found is they grow about six to eight inches, but because they aren't super active, they don't need a massive aquarium. So I'm going to keep big mama in a 40 gallon breeder. I think any tank that's about three foot long would probably be enough. Even like a 20 long would probably do it as long as you had enough filtration and plants or whatever to keep the water quality up because they poop big puffer poops, big carnivore puffer poops, right? So you want to be able to filter that out. Um, The other thing, and this was the most interesting thing I think someone told me is that they're more of a piscivore than a molluscivore. So they eat more fish than they do say shelled creatures. And I've noticed mine aren't touching the snails or anything, but they go for fish. So because of that, A couple keepers told me that they don't have any issues with the beak. So apparently they don't need to trim down their beak on hard things as much as your average puffer. They need shelled stuff constantly. Now, I don't know if that's true. I haven't had time to test it yet. But that intrigued me as it would be neat if there was a puffer that you didn't have those overgrown teeth problems. So a couple people that have kept them long term told me that that was their experience, so it's a possibility. Um, I'm looking forward to finding out long term. Now they do have a reputation; um, they'll they'll eat any fish, kill any fish in the aquarium with them. So you kind of have to just keep one singly. Although some people did reach out to me and say, "Hey, I kept a pair long term, or a small group long term." They kept them in larger tanks, though, with lots of caves and lots of plants and lots of line of sight blocks. So that the puffers could each establish their own distinct territory and not have to be seeing each other all the time so to be on the safe side you know one puffer in a tank by itself is kind of the safe thing um if you want to try pairs or small groups people reported to me that they had long term success with that um they've even bred them some of them um but i would have a plan b ready just in case they got in a scuffle or something so that's uh (laughs) <laughs> Nurse Beck is big puffer poops. Yep, they're impressive. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, that's my take on the puffers. Um, they're, they came through swimmingly. <laughs> um, they came through the shipment, came through quarantine, no problems. Oh, I thought they might have cloudy eyes. But it doesn't appear that it's a problem. It appears that their eyes are naturally cloudy. It's almost like a rust-colored striated pattern on their on the lid of their eye, which I think is probably to help further camouflage them so the prey doesn't see them coming. Um, when I first saw it, it kind of freaked me out. I was like, man, these guys have an eye infection. This is gonna be a problem. But I've seen lots of pictures of them since then and some video and stuff, and it, it appears that that's normal. So I don't think that that kind of rust-colored on their eye is uh is an issue if it is if someone in here has kept them and knows that that's a problem and that their eyes should be perfectly clear please let me know but um it, it appears from what i've been able to gather that, that it's normal and they're actually healthy so so that's them that's uh, my experience with the dragon puffer so far um so um so beast start would a common plucker be able to live with a puffer i don't think so um so i had a i removed all the fish out of that tank when i first put okay so i had a 75 gallon tank ready to put the puffers in because what i ordered was red-eyed puffers which are little i was going to get little one inchers that get to i don't know a couple inches full grown so i had a nice planted tank already for them right well, when I got the box and opened it up and saw I got these giants, instead, I quickly had to figure out what to do with them. So I put two of them in the 75 gallon and I quickly removed all the fish I could out of there. A couple of days later, I was feeding and I saw an albino bushy nose in there that I hadn't seen because it was just back in the plants or whatever, and so I quickly scooped it in a net and hung the net in the tank and went about finishing feeding and then came back to remove him and he was cut into three pieces and there were holes bitten through the net. So in the few minutes between when I caught him and fed out the rest of the fish room and returned to move him to a new tank, um, (laughs) that little puffer that had just been sitting in the corner of the tank for days decided, aha, I swam up absolutely tore him apart he was in three distinct pieces and actually bit through the net to do that so no they'll they'll crack right through a puffer just like they would through a crab or or anything else so i don't think so i i don't know if anything could live with them even if it's something big and armored like a full-grown pleco um again i don't have experience doing that i've only had these for a couple weeks maybe someone in here will be like yeah i do it all the time it's fine but i have a feeling that if these guys got hungry or got ornery they would take big chunks out of fish, even if they were too big to eat. That's my, that's, uh, that's my instinct. But I know they eat bushy nose for sure. Or even if they don't eat them, they, they, they uh, dismember them pretty well. I felt bad about that. I mean, I put him back in the tank and he went to town and had a good meal. But it, it was a surprise. Didn't expect that. Okay, so really quickly, let me um, give you a quick rundown on what I listed at Fish today. This won't take long at all. And then I will tell you about the developments that sprung up on me today, which are going to be interesting. So real quick, here's what I posted. There are no pictures or videos yet, but we have yo-yo loaches, giant coulee loaches, I think... I wrote a big disclaimer on this listing because they were sold to me as giant coolie loaches. They were invoiced as giant coolie loaches, but they are not full grown. So they came in at about an inch, inch and a quarter, something like that. I have no way of knowing until they grow if they're actually giant coolie loaches or just a normal coolie loach that was sold to me as a giant coolie loach. Um, after listening to Bob Steenfot's stream about his problems with coolie loaches, I got scared and just thought I would... Mention that right up front. What I bought was giant coolie loaches. What I was invoiced for was that. That's what I hope they are, but I can't guarantee it till they grow up. So don't buy them unless you're okay with that, that gamble. We have to trust the exporter on this one. Um, two-spot catfish, which are doing great. And um, after some more research, look like they get about three inches full grown. So not too big. Horn sunset gara. I can't tell if this is by cornada or goitala. Goitala gets a big unicorn horn on the face um and um bicornata gets two horns between the eyes that go out they're too small right now though they haven't developed the horns yet so i can't really tell which species they are but i think they're one of those probably is what they look like to me the dragon puffers the horse face loaches which love sand and are my new favorite loach ever. I just can watch them all day long. They're so interesting as they sift through the sand, dive in the sand, pop back out. They're really interesting. Cobalt blue gobies, which basically looks like, let me show you what this looks like. This. Um, I'm not sure which species it is. It was sold to me as a blue belly goby, but it's not that it's, these are from the genus Stiphodon, And, um, they look a lot like this right here. But I I have. That's what they look like. Or like something like something you might call a blue neon goby. They look like that a little bit too. But um, I'm not going to be able to identify them, unfortunately. Those are almost impossible for me to identify if they come in labeled wrong, which they did. The royal hill trouts um, are now available and they're doing great and the serpent loaches so that's what i added to dancefish.com today um if you're interested you know go to the website check it out pictures and videos coming as soon as i can for now you'll just have to look at the unboxing video i did about two weeks ago um, to see them that's the the latest video i have on them um okay Now let me fill you in on what's going on. So I placed a large order last night. I'm trying really hard to get fish. It's hard though. Like right now things are really rough. Turns out Indonesia is completely locked down. So um, that is a wash. So I won't be able to get anything from there. One of the sellers I knew I wouldn't be getting anything from for a while because he's not in Jakarta. He's a ways away and with all the delays, it was going to be like a nine hour longer delay in Jakarta than normal plus whatever delays on this end. And we just decided, you know, that could be really bad for the fish. So we didn't do it. But there's another exporter in Jakarta where we were like, yeah, this should work because at least one leg of the, uh, one leg of the journey can't experience delays because it's right there. It's not, it's not a transfer flight. Well, it turns out Indonesia shut down, so even if he wants to send, he can't. There are no flights coming to the United States from Indonesia at all. So I placed an order with another supplier um, from, I believe, uh, some, some fish from Thailand, some fish from India. Some fish from, I think it was Vietnam and Singapore. I can't remember for sure, uh, but a nice big order. And that's going through fine, except for he emailed me today. This is where the kerfuffle happened and said, I can't ship any fish to Billings. So I looked, I looked at United and we tried that. Nope, no flights coming, no cargo from United. We checked um, Alaska Airlines, no go. Delta, no go. So basically, no airlines we're still checking american airlines so maybe (laughs) it's our last hope so hopefully american airlines will do it but uh, united shut down almost all cargo shipments delta is not doing any transfer shipments so they won't do anything that isn't a direct flight there are no direct flights to billings from los angeles So I'm um, looking at FedEx options. That's going to be so expensive, though I really am not looking forward to paying FedEx prices um, for a box of fish. (laughs) That's going to be quadruple the normal cost of shipping to me from Los Angeles. And that's uh, mm, not something I'm looking forward to. And the other option is... That I just drive to Denver and get them, which I'm willing to do, but only if there's a good fill rate. I don't want to drive all the way to Denver for one box of fish. I would drive down for uh, eight boxes of fish, 10 boxes of fish, sure. Um, I think there's about 70 species on this order. I would drive down for like 30 species, but to to commit to driving to Denver to pick them up and to find out that my fill rate was like, here's six species, and I'm driving down all the way to Denver for six bags of fish, I don't wanna do that. So that's the kerfuffle I've been working on this afternoon with my supplier trying to find a way to make sure this order can happen. And I'm still working on it. So like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just the options every week are slimmer and slimmer and slimmer as far as getting fish. So, um, this is the official call. If you have any fish to sell, if you breed fish and you have any quantity of fish, like <laughs> usually like to get fish in groups of like a hundred, 200, but at this point I would take, you know, 50, I would take 20 depending on the species and things like that. So if you're a breeder, um, or you can gather fish from fellow breeders and, and, uh, Want to sell me some fish? I'm definitely in the market. Just send me um, what you have, how many you have, and the price you're thinking of to dancefish.com and realize that I have to make a four mark. So if I sell the fish for eight bucks, then my total cost getting this fish from you has to be two bucks. Um, that's the only way after, with all the quarantine and the medication and everything that, uh, that I can... Be it all profitable in this business is by doing a four mark on the fish I buy from you. So, if I sell the fish for eight bucks, you know, just be aware that that's what the margins are. Okay, so don't be expecting to get eight bucks from me if I sell the fish for eight bucks. Doesn't work that way. Um, so anyway, I'm in the market. Don't want to say I'm desperate, but I'm. I don't know what else to do at this point. There's just nothing coming in. And so now not all the species, someone reached out and um, had some super red plecos for sale. And I got on, got get gills and I saw that there are already four or five other people selling super red plecos. And so I, I feel like the market's kind of saturated there. So I, I had to turn that down. I don't want to be competing in that way in a saturated market. So it's not like any fish that's for sale that I can just be like, yep, I'm taking it. I have to make sure that I can sell it at a four mark and that it's actually fish that I think I can move um, and that the market isn't saturated in. Also, it needs to be small and peaceful. I can't do like large cichlids or anything like that. I'm just not set up for that. So anyway, um, yeah, dancefish.com if you're at all interested in doing a deal like that, okay? Um, let's see, I think that's about it. So, without further ado, let's get to your questions and comments, and then in a little while here, we'll do the first drawing, um, and then towards the end, we'll do the second drawing. So, if you have not already done so, since this is uh, something for Bob to celebrate his uh, eligibility for monetization, all the watch time that he was gained and he and him thanking the community for that. Um, let's try to get people in here. So if you haven't done so, if you wouldn't mind liking and sharing, getting as many people in here as we can, it's kind of a cool event. It'd be really nice if we could set a record tonight to show the love to Bob. Bob, how do we love you? Let me count the ways. No, um, But anyway, I'm going to scroll up, I'm going to go to live chat, I was in top chat, didn't realize it. I'm going to scroll up, get to the questions and comments. If you left a question or comment and uh, see that I'm already down below and I missed it, then if you would post it again, Um, chat has jumped several times since I've been talking, which means there's a lot of chats or questions or comments that have been left already that I simply can't get to because it doesn't allow me to scroll up that far. Fishy Fun 57 Where are you located? I don't know where. I'm in Sheridan, Wyoming. Zip code 82801. Sheridan, Wyoming. Brandon Lee. Any tips for raising tetra fry? I have about 30 Congo fry, about two weeks old. Brandon, it's been a while since I've raised many fry. I would refer you to Chase's Fishes. Um, I did on my channel, I did this entire fish room tour and breeding facility tour with Chase Kleinstecker, who is a master breeder. Um, several organizations have conferred him the title of master breeder. It wasn't just like someone called him that and it stuck, he, he's like legitimate organizations say, Hey, this guy's a master breeder, and have sent him plaques and things like that. Um and he's probably been breeding fish for, I don't know, 60 plus years, spread many hundreds of them, many of them tetras and other carassins or cyprinids, egg scatterers like that. And every time he raises them, he keeps records and he's done a write-up. So he's written up breeding reports on lots and lots and lots of different tetras and other egg scatterers. So I go to his website, check out his information and view the video I did with him. Uh, Cause he goes in detail about raising them and how he does it. Now, my preferred method is to use rotifers or paramecium, um, little live infusoria, things like that, little live critters to raise them. And it's just about feeding them enough of that often enough that they have enough food in front of them, and, um, and changing the water enough that it doesn't get polluted, which with live food, it doesn't very often. What Chase does is something different he takes really fine powdered food and he puts it in a vial of water and he shakes it up and then he lets it sit and he waits for most of the larger particulates i mean they're tiny but they're larger for what's in there (laughs) the largest of what's in that fine powder to settle out and when when all that's left is like this milky substance in the water column He sucks that out and feeds that to the baby fish. That's his method of giving them food. And that works really well for him and he's raised many, many species that way. So that's something to work with if you don't have green water or infusoria or paramecium or rotifers or things like that. So I would definitely follow his method. If you do that, you're gonna wanna change the water more often because any uneaten food is gonna kinda rot and cloud up. That's the advantage of the live food is it won't do that. But not everyone has the live food available. So uh, Chase's method has worked for him for many hundreds of different species of fish. So that's what I would uh, encourage you to do. And I'm pretty far up in the chat, so I can't see it, but I imagine a mod will uh, link Chase's website down below and his videos on my channel. And by the way, congrats on having the babies. 30 Congo Tetra Fry. That sounds like a ton of fun. And you've already got them to two weeks old. So, you know, at that age, they might already be ready for baby brine shrimp, which means you're on easy street. If you can get them to eat uh, newly hatched baby brine shrimp, then it gets really easy. So hopefully that's helpful, Brandon. And congratulations. That That sounds like a ton of fun to me. Moonstone is working on it. All right work at moonstone by the way moonstone um i was watching the replay of bob steinfot's um don't be crabby live stream i caught bits of it while i was lurking, but i was up in the annex down in the basement changing doing all that stuff so i didn't catch a lot of it so i was listening to the replay today and i i heard your i believe it was you um who i think you bought some balsani from me it's been three months now Uh, a while ago and we're looking for a male i would love to get you one but uh, i don't have any more of that fish i can order that fish in again i can get it but at this time i don't have any available well (laughs) i can get it (laughs) in normal times i could get it very easily but because now i have a supply for it but i don't know how Long it'll be before I get any new fish at this point. It's uh, it's a weird time in the world. Hey, there's a super chat for 20 bucks from Ty Hunsicker. Ty Hunsicker, go Dan go, and go Bob go. You guys rock. Hey, thanks Ty, I think you rock yourself. In fact, I know you do, because you play drums. And by the way, your Facebook post uh, about the haircut or whatever, Dude, you look like a movie. You look like a rock star or movie star in that picture. That's a great picture. <laughs> Speaking of rocking on, um, Candy, thanks for leaving the email there. Kayler's Aquatics. I've got some lovely juvenile Jack Dempseys. Um, that's one that I don't know if I can do, uh, Bob, just because you know they get they get so big. Um, but I could check if. If you would send me an email to remind me, I'll look into it and see if I can. Those can be a little hard to move, though, and they get big, so I'm not sure if that's going to be a good match. But I haven't looked into Jack Dempsey's for quite a while, except for the Electric Blues, so it might be worth looking at. All right. Oh, was that? I missed so many. Hang on. <laughs> did i actually reach the bottom i know there were a bunch in there that i missed hang on i can't believe this pretty sure oh i didn't think my mods yet i want to think my mods um i think kayler's aquatics but i didn't think uh, lumpy dog candy 54 punchy or skipper's aquariums thanks for being here thanks for doing what you do i really appreciate it Mega Mindy Lou, why are my ram's horn snails dying? White shell and no bodies. Yeah, the white shell is is definitely what happens um, when they're dead. It's kind of the skeleton they leave behind. Why are my ram's horns dying? Well, I'm going to assume there's plenty of food. I'm going to assume it's a well-cycled aquarium. And... They're eating. So there's two things I guess that I I would maybe three things. No, I was gonna say three. I was gonna say one temperature. Like did the heater malfunction or they just getting cooked? But you would have noticed that when you put your your hand in the tank to get the shells out or whatever. So I'm guessing it's not that. So if it's a cycle tank, they're eating fine and temperature is good, then it could be calcium. Um, What I've been doing lately to help mine out, because I have naturally soft water, is just putting in a bunch of crushed coral and feeding foods that have high calcium in them, and they seem to be doing better. I'm trying to get 120 long, just cranking out ram's horn snails to help uh, feed the puffers. and So far that seems to be helping, I'm seeing a lot better shells than I did before. But the other thing I would wonder is, do you have some kind of predator in there? Is there an assassin snail in the mix? Do you have a loach in the tank? There's a lot of species of fish and other critters that eat snails uh, to the point that there's lots of species that specialize in eating snails and they don't eat anything else, whether it's birds or reptiles or different fish species, and other snails. So those are the two things I could think of, but I feel like that's pretty weak. The snails are so, so hardy that I can't think of anything that would kill them besides um, no food, really bad temperature, really bad water quality if it's not a fully-cycled tank, um, a predator, or total lack of calcium. But besides that, I personally can't think of anything that would kill them. I, I suppose snails probably carry their own diseases, but I've never really seen ram's horn snails succumb to a disease in mass or anything like that. Um, so I don't know, those are my best guesses. Mindy, I wish I could help you more. Just one more fish with Josh. So I tried the killie eggs in the bag, as you mentioned, but could not find the eggs after a week in the bag. Give it six weeks from last collection, then move to water. No fish at all. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Sometimes they aren't fertile. Sometimes they fungus. Um, which species was it again? If it's like a gardener or a um, afiosimian species one of the chromatheosimians or something, then sometimes those will hatch after like just just two weeks. So a little trick I used to do is I'd collect the eggs, i put them in the peat moss. Um, this worked better in like a plastic container than a Ziploc bag. i put them in the peat moss, mix it all up and everything, and then I would take 10 eggs or so and just put them on the top of the peat moss in like a little plastic container with the lid that would seal tightly, right? And then every week I would take them out and I would check those eggs that I left on the top. And that would tell me when to hatch them until I knew that species. Um, Once they were eyed up, then I would hatch them. So it could be, I think you were doing a non-annual species. I can't remember which one it was, but it could be that it just took too long. If it's a species that usually hatches in two to four weeks, then six weeks might've been too long, and then they might've just died in the egg, or maybe they weren't fertile. Um, I don't think it was an annual species though, so I don't think it would've needed more than six weeks if I remember right. But try again, Um, and Josh, uh, down below, if you haven't done it yet, uh, remind me which species it is, and I can help you a little better. Ultimate fish keeping Show, it's 2.29 in the morning here. Woo! So I'm headed to bed, but I saw your notification, just wanted to pop in to say hi. Hi, Dan. Hope you're doing well. Stay safe and take care. Well, thank you. Thanks for being here. Um, 2.29 in the morning, man. That's dedication. Thanks for popping in. Sweet dreams. I hope you're doing well, too. Megan Mindy Lou, two baby spotted Corys showed up in my planet tank this week, about a half inch long already. That's awesome. If they're already half an inch, then they're, they're eating flakes, they're eating pellets. They'll eat, they're going to be good to go. So that's awesome congratulations you're a fish mama <laughs> that's fantastic just one more fish with josh however i was watching my garden last night and found one single fry in the tank with the parents super excited to work with this one may just leave the eggs in the tank from now on yeah that's always an option Um, especially if there's lots of plants and stuff in there, then they'll definitely reproduce. And you'll get a few that raise up and you can get a little colony going. Not tons of production, but you can get a little colony that kind of self sustains. But if it was gardener, I would would try wetting them after, um, you could do the first wetting at about two weeks. It, it depends on so many factors. So egg development speed depends on temperature, depends on water saturation. Is the peat more dry? Is it more wet? And it depends also on oxygen saturation, how much air is getting to the eggs in the peat moss. But gardener eye, I've read thousands and thousands of gardener using peat moss. And uh, I would do the first wetting at two weeks. And then if you don't have success, again, a week later, or even if you do have success, um, dry it again try again in two weeks you might have more hatch or in another week i mean so yeah brian nipple i know you're struggling to get anything in i believe in the past you struggled with the fish but do you have any new lines of Madaka rice fish no that is one fish that i did struggle with um i do have two species of rice fish that i tried to order the java and the uh Morori, the daisies but um no Madaka. And it's just it's that same thing, I, I, I can get them from the old supplier still, but they didn't do well. So I'm trying to find a new supplier. If I can find a new supplier, I'll try them. And if they do well, great, now we know this supplier has fish that does well in my setup. If not, we'll wait till we find another supplier, try again. You kinda have to take some time to find the supplier that has fish that are healthy. Um, or that simply do well in your setup. So that's where I'm at. I'm looking. That is not one that I'm like whatever about. That's a fish I'm actively seeking. Excuse me, actively seeking. Um, but uh, haven't found whoop, haven't found uh, a good new supplier of them yet. 196, man, we're hemorrhaging. Hey, we're back up to 198. Not bad. Thanks for coming in, whoever just came in. 44, Matt Guy, Fish and More. Great stream. I would like to know if any of the rainbow fish species are aggressive. No. No. Um, they're active, but they're not aggressive. So. The only time I think you have problems with rainbow fish is if you keep teeny tiny species with them that they can easily eat, then they, they often will. Of course, any fish does, pretty much. Um, but the other thing is that if you have a large, large group large group of rainbow fish in and you have another species that is timid and slow and doesn't eat quickly, then uh, you put the food in, the rainbow fish will just mob it, and that slow species might have trouble getting to the food before it's all gone. Or if it's a bottom dwelling species, like a quarry, and you have a ton of rainbows in there, then if you aren't carefully spot feeding that quarry or target feeding that quarry, or quarries, hopefully they're in a group, then the rainbows will eat all the food before it hits the bottom and the quarry has a chance to eat. So besides that issue, I've never had any issue with rainbow fish. I think they're almost an ideal community fish. Bentley Pasco is here. Hey, Bentley. Good to see you. Guitar Doc 71, DC Acora Jr. Is there a fish that you've always wanted but just never works out or is too crazy to keep for you? Yeah, um, there's several. One is freshwater pipefish. I've, I've not kept any in my own private collection. I'd love to one day. As soon as I can get enough live food cranking out that I know that I can provide them with what they need, I'll bring those in. Um, Congo panchecks brachardi. Let me show you this. Or maybe it's poro panchecks. It's poro panchecks brachardi. This is on my bucket list. This is a little tiny, maybe full grown an inch, often smaller, little lamp eye that I just think is amazing. Um, I've seen them live once. My friend Steve Ehrlich had them in Los Angeles and I was able to see them in his aquariums, but I've never seen them any other time. And I just, I just like them a lot. Another one is uh, Beta macrostoma. I have never had macrostoma in my personal collection. And one day I would like to breed that fish. So those are the ones... I can't think of one that I've gotten and couldn't keep alive that I really want to keep, but those are the ones that are kind of on my bucket list and there's others too, but those are the few that pop to mind. I mean, there's so many one of the great things about this hobby is you never run out of new stuff to try. (laughs) It's like, I mean, we will, if we don't be careful and, um, you know, make sure that we're, Preserving habitats and the supply chains are being responsible and things like that, but Or it's not even that so much just habitat destruction, you know, over time that can be a big issue And there's lots of species that are extinct in the wild because of it. So I do You know, I wonder about my kids or their kids um, How many fish are going to be available for them When they go to keep fish in a couple generations is it going to be like, hey, we have guppies and that's it You know, or something like that. I, I don't know But right now, you never run out of options. There's so many neat fish out there. Dragon Lair, the Darios are being butts now. Oh, no, and only want to eat frozen bloodworms. But my nephew is bringing the microworms and sea trip tomorrow to try them on. Oh, man. (laughs) So I know they're eating copepods, and I know that you got them to eat extreme krill flake. In fact, you inspired me to try that. I've never tried the extreme foods. So when you told me that, I was like, okay, I'm going to buy some krill flake and some nano pellets and try that, because I would love to get my Dario's onto flakes and pellets, man, that'd be a game changer. It would just make them so much easier to keep. But yep, they can be butts, like live and frozen, that's all I've ever gotten them to eat. Moonstone, oh, it jumped. Hang on, Moonstone, I'm, I'm getting there, Moonstone. I'm coming, I'm coming. Let's see, where are you? Ah! Totally jumped on me. I don't know if i will be able to get back up to see it. Um, here it is. Yeah, Dan, lost the mail, but no worries. We got time. Um, the Balzani? Man, that's too bad. I wonder what happened. Was he, like, big, and had he developed the big hump and stuff? Like, when I sent him to you, he was, what, two inches, two and a half, maybe three? It wasn't three yet, was he? I'm just curious, because I never got him... I, I sold them all before they got the nice big hump and stuff. I'm just curious if, if they developed that, if you got to see that, or if that would take longer to develop. All right before I get to Mega Mindy Lou's next comment, I think it's about time to do our first giveaway. So here's what we will do. We will draw the first giveaway and we will I think so here's the thing I'm, I'm trying to figure out to avoid I'm trying to figure out how to avoid getting in a situation where someone wins a dragon puffer and is like, Man, I can't take care of that. I I wanted to get the rainbows. So, I guess we'll make this first drawing for either rainbows or a dragon puffer. Whoever wins, just let me know which you prefer. Um, If you can take the dragon puffer, if you want that, that would be great, because then the second one will get the rainbows. I I know most people can keep rainbows, but I, I do wonder if most people can keep the dragon puffer okay so here's what we'll do i'm overcomplicating this this first drawing choose do you want the rainbows and which ones or do you want the dragon puffer and then the second drawing will be for whatever the, the other one is we'll just do it that way so this first one has a choice there are 86 eligible users awesome and the winner is jim williamson jim williamson you have you're the first winner tonight in this double giveaway sponsored by canada's aquatics to thank everyone for giving him 4,000 plus watch hours and it's still going. He's still getting lots of views. So that's awesome. So congratulations, Jim. Uh, You do need to be here to win. So I'm just waiting to see if you comment to claim this and um, got about 40 more seconds. And let me know you're here. Awesome. So which one do you want, Jim? Do you want the uh, Dragon puffer, or do you want uh, one of the rainbows, either Bosmani turquoise or um, signifers, the little blue eyes. Let me know that, and then I'll know how to proceed for the next bit. Okay, I'm gonna keep, I'm keeping this up, Jim, so I can see once you let me know here. But I'm gonna go on with the next comment and check back in on that uh, momentarily. Let me know, uh, Jim, which fish you want. Megamindilu, just mystery snail. Maybe the angels, but but there are so many dying. We have super hard water. Hmm. You know, you might want to check and see if uh, something fell in there. Is there, like, did any copper coins fall in? Is there any metal in the tank somewhere? Um, Inverts can be pretty sensitive to metals. Not just copper, although that's the common one. And like there's a local high school teacher who told me he once had this tank and just everything was dying in it and he's checking the parameters and they're great no ammonia no nitrite and um he's changing the water he can't figure out why his fish are dying anyway eventually they all die and this was in his classroom and and he's an experienced fish keeper he knows what he's doing and uh He goes and he tears down the tank. He's just like, ah, screw that tank. This one's not working. He goes and he's taking out all the gravel, and he finds a couple coins down under the gravel, just like totally uh, oxidizing and getting all gross. And he's like, ah, there you go. Some some students drop some coins in there. So you know, it could be something like that. If there's heavy metals in your water, that could that could be an issue. Uh, The rainbows. All right, Jim Williamson. If you'd send an email. To Dan at dancefish.com. Jim has claimed the, the rainbows. So, the next giveaway towards the end will be for the dragon puffer. So, Jim, if you would send me an email, let me know which you want, Bosmani, Turquoise, or Signifer, um, and your first and last name and mailing address, then I will send those to you on Monday, courtesy of Bob Kaler at Kaler's Aquatics, who is sponsoring and paying for this giveaway. Thanks again, Bob. Uh, to thank the community, because that's just the kind of guy Bob is. So thanks, Jim. So the next drawing will be for the uh, puffers. So be thinking now, if you've already entered, and you know you can't keep a puffer or something, um, start talking to your friends. <laughs> See if there's one of them that would like one. Because I'll just keep drawing until we find a, a good home for the puffer. Or if you can't keep it, but you know your friend wants one, that you feel free to like... Pass it on, pass. Uh, pay it forward, if you will. Priscilla MK Art with five bucks. Priscilla, thanks. Keep rocking, Dan and Con nine Bob to the one K. Con nine Bob. Uh, something about Bob, but thanks Priscilla for the super chat. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. I still owe you. I still owe you, still owe you for when you helped me out when uh. I got in a pickle with an import down in Denver. You let me use your fish room to change the water in the bags before I drove back to Sheridan. So I haven't forgot that. I haven't forgot that it was your son's birthday. I haven't forgot any of it. And I feel like I still owe you. So thank you so much, Priscilla. Hope you're doing well. Hope your family's doing well. And how about you guys? You having trouble getting fish in too? It's, uh, well, in Denver, at least you have direct flights. So you're probably doing a little better. but you have horrible water. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> All right. Just one more fish with Josh. I do have about 50 garden rye eggs in a plastic condiment style cup with a lid. Cool. Cool. Hopefully that works with, for you. You'll get it. Keep trying. Um, and you know, feel free to reach out anytime. I'm happy to help with that. I love killing fish. 44 mag guy fish and more. Cool. Thanks, Dan. Well, groovy. You're welcome, mag guy. Lumpy dog. I should have African butterfly cichlids juveniles in a few weeks. Not sure how fast they'll grow to saleable size. Awesome. That would be great. Those guys at about an inch and a quarter or so um, would be perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Just send me an email when, when you think they might be ready. But... Yeah, about an inch and a quarter is when I, can, I, when I think they'll ship well, and, um, and I can probably sell them at that size. Michael Wentworth, go, Bob, go. Thanks for the opportunity. Hey, Michael, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, I know most of you know this, but if you're new here, Michael Wentworth is the mod at the Get Gills Facebook page. Uh, one of the mods, the main mod, I would say, and uh, does a great job there. So thanks to you as well. I'm always looking to add new bows to the collection, breeding is pleasure, you know it, no more professor, thank goodness, and hashtag three times equals world peace, that's right. If you want to help with world peace and you only have 10 tanks, get 30. Three times equals world peace, for sure. (laughs) All right. Hey, Moonstone's giving me a super chat. Thank you, Moonstone, I really appreciate it. I will get to that in just half a shake here. Or maybe a whole shake. It's taking me a little while here. Okay, yeah. Here's where all the jumping happened. Man, when chat jumps on me, it makes it... (laughs) Puts a damper in things. Okay, there they are. Hang on. I just wanna get back down to where all the skipping happened. I'm not sure why it happened, but it did. So I can get back to those folks. Okay, there we are. All right. Moonstone, how much H2O2 hydrogen peroxide for a gallon of water cooking angelfish eggs? Thanks. I think it's two milliliters per gallon to start, but everyone's water is a little different. Oh, I've always got to check. Let me just check. Let me look at my dosage here before I tell you the wrong thing and kill all your eggs for you fish med dosage sheet. Okay. So, hydrogen peroxide, two milliliters per gallon, I was right, is what I start at. And then, if I still have problems, I go up from there. So, you can, you know, just go up until you find the amount that kills the fungus but doesn't kill the eggs. So sometimes with the species, we'll start at two milliliters per gallon and go up to five or six milliliters per gallon. Um, And and I have pretty soft, clear water, so there's not a lot for the peroxide to oxidize to accept the eggs and stuff like that. If you have hard alkaline water, there's a ton of stuff in there that the hydrogen peroxide is going to want to oxidize. So it might take more in your case, each water type will take a different dose, but if you start with two milliliters and go up from there, um, you, you'll, find, you'll find what works for you hopefully. And I'm sorry I can't give you an exact amount, but that just has to do with the species and how sensitive the eggs are to peroxide. Angelfish are pretty hardy. And what else is in your water that the peroxide can react with besides the fungus and the eggs? dragon layer they nibble these are the black tiger dario the extreme flakes but not sure how much of it they're eating okay okay so they're they're interested but maybe they are not ingesting a lot yeah that's frustrating with fish a lot of times where it's like yeah they're eating the suck it in spit it out suck it in, spit it out that's what's going on with a couple of the gobies i have right now it's like man i'm trying to get them to eat flake food but they're just like nope we want worms we want brine shrimp we want stuff like that. We want frozen food. Moonstone, he was your best one. Oh, I remember that one. And remember they were lost in the mail for five days and made it? No idea. But he tanked. I'm sorry. Well, at least you got three, four months out of him or whatever it was. I do remember that mail. Absolutely. And I do remember. Uh, yeah, there's a reason I switched to FedEx. <laughs> five days, but they made it sometimes we get lucky right fish tank barn oh wow let's see here i'm trying to oh maybe it'll let me no dang it um mike i'm gonna have to it won't let me see what you wrote but thank you for the super chat and as soon as it pops up high enough why do they do this i just don't get it as soon as it pops up high if i full screen it can i see it nope okay i'll be able to read it in a bit All right, scrolling here, looking for another question or comment. Michael Wentworth, I know there. Oh, Michael, just seeing your name actually made me think of something. I know you like the the rainbows and the blue eyes and stuff. Um, something on order this week is Sudamugil Mellis, so I'm trying to bring in Mellis right now. If I can figure out a way to to actually get this import. Um, Sorry. Just, I know you like the Ivan Safai and stuff, so just thought of that real quick. I hope I can get them. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, I know there are a few plant geeks here. Do you think there is sufficient interest if I donated up a plant pack to give away next week, shipping on me, of course? Yeah, absolutely, Michael. I think that would be wonderful. Thank you. Um, I've done – I think I did water sprite. I know I've done java moss and uh, one more – Just one more tank with Josh, I think gave away some plants on the stream too. Um, Let's figure it out over email, dan at dancefish.com, the the details, but that sounds fantastic. And I appreciate it. I appreciate any help right now. It's it's a weird time, man. It's so weird. Like you have all this data. You're like, yes, this, this business can work. Let's expand. You, you get all the funds together, you spend the time you build it, and right when you're about to really launch, and you have orders into Nigeria for amazing killifish, into Indonesia for wild-type bettas and locality pure rainbows, and it's all set. As soon as that happens, this virus comes out of nowhere and suddenly, there's no flights. Oh, it's been weird. It's been weird. 44 Mad Guy fishing More. Uh, use that dance fish so he sees it at Jim Williams son yeah yeah Jim uh, that highlights it for me I generally skip everything oh got it they're rainbows yep, yep. I already saw that one so the winner when the winner chats it actually shows up in Nightbot only the winner so uh, thanks Bob Dan and everyone says Jim yes you are welcome and Absolutely. Thank you, Bob. Okay. Next one, just one more fish with Josh. In honor of Bob's milestone, I'd like to give away a plant package, if that's okay. We'll offer a choice to the winner and send several plants. Cool. Um, Do you want to do that this week or next week? Uh, Let me know your timeline. And um, yeah, just chime in when you want to do that and if it's this week then we'll throw on a third and i'll just make sure they get in touch with you like we did last time and if you want to do it next week or the week after or whatever let me know and we'll schedule it but just pop that down in the chat and let me know andrew purr can you keep bumblebee catfish in a goldfish tank um well there's the asian bumblebee catfish in the south american bumblebee pack I think the South American bumblebee catfish might be a problem just because goldfish will probably be able to get big enough that they can eat it eventually. A Full-grown goldfish, I I know there's all kinds of different goldfish that get different sizes, but um, a a lot of goldfish I think will get big enough that they can actually eat one of those guys. Because they only get, you know, around three inches, uh, two to three inches, let's say, those South American bumblebees. And they're not a super fat species, right? They're not, they're, they're, they're elongated enough that I, I think a goldfish might be able to eat them. The Asian bumblebee, I have not kept in a while, but they get bigger. Let's see how, how big these get. Asian bumblebee catfish, seriously fish, one of the best websites out there, gets about six inches. So um, that one might be okay. That one might do fine and will probably not get edible. The problem with with goldfish is when they eat catfish, often the catfish stick out their spines and get lodged in their throat, and so your catfish dies and your goldfish dies. So, but... I'm thinking that the Asian one might be big enough, but that's the only concern I would really have doing that. Now I know there's purists that are about to blow up the internet right now, saying you can't keep goldfish with tropical fish. You can't do it, but you really can. It happens all the time. Uh, if it works for you, great. You know, it's probably not something I would do, but uh, I've seen goldfish kept with lots of stuff successfully long term. Now. Yes, if you get little feeder goldfish they or, or whatever, they can often carry disease because they're not kept very well, and then you can have issues. But if you have goldfish that are hardy and through quarantine and all cleared up and stuff, then uh, you can keep them with other fish often. There it is, the fish tank barn, four ninety nine. Now I can read it. Hashtag no more professor. Thank goodness. I have a million Santa Maria endlers and there's an African cichlids, but am... Is it really not going to, ah, sure. You're good. Yeah. I've got a lot of Santa Maria's. Um, but if, if you let me know which Africans you have, um, I really like like any of the West African species and stuff like that. A lot of those I'd be very interested in. I don't think I have the right water type to really do justice with Mabuna or Rift Lake cichlids and things, but if they're West African or not Rift Lake soft water, then yeah. Salem Aquatics, $20. Salem Aquatics, thank you so much. That is quite the super chat. Sorry, I'm way late. Okay, you, you super chatted 20 bucks. I guess we won't send you to the principal's office. <laughs> I'm joking. It's a live stream. Come when you can, leave when you need to. There's replays if you're interested. Um, I get it. I lurk all the time and I'm in and out and miss some and get some. Um, I've missed Bob Kaler's live stream the last couple of weeks and felt really bad about it, but I was going to be there this week, but then the shipping thing happened and I've been trying to figure out how to get my fish. Um, but I, what I'm saying is I get it. You can't make them all. And that's what replays are for. Got distracted with my daughter. Oh, spending time with your family. Jeez but I promise to go back and watch thanks for doing what you're doing in this crazy time when I have a big fish room I want to jump into rainbow fish they are so cool they are amazing hey you're welcome um yeah be a good parent spend time with your daughter that's always okay and I'm glad you found a little time to show up thanks for being here Andrew just read that one okay Made it to Priscilla's. Impossible to get fish, especially saltwater. Yeah, you're having the same issue, even though you're in Denver, huh? Yeah, it's been rough. Candy overalls flight's still canceled, no matter where you are. Well, I'm glad to know it's not just me. Oh, am I really going to drive to Denver? Oh, man. Or, like, pay 300 bucks a box to ship in via FedEx? I mean, it might come down to it it might, it might be what happens. <sighs> yeah. It's rough. Like everything's just going along smoothly and then, <laughs> and then you cannot get any inventory. I, I kind of hate using that term for fish because when I think of inventory, I think of like boxes stacked on shelves and just gathering dust. And fish deserve a little bit more respect than that, but or a lot. But um, but yeah, that's what it is, right? It's a store. I need inventory. All right, what is that? Ugg Aquatics just got some Steady. That's Blue Galeras eggs today. Hope they hatch. Awesome, Ugg. I hope so. Um, they're notorious for being difficult. Uh. There's a learning curve to getting the eggs to hatch, but but I hope you have beginner's luck and get them all to hatch if you have fungus issues Which happens a lot or you can get infertility issues, then just there's um, There's hydrogen peroxide to help there's methylene blue to help um, There's peat moss to help or if all else fails super planet tank some gravel or something for the parents to spawn in on the bottom and um, removed the parents after a couple weeks, and you'll probably see a bunch of fry. I don't know why, but I have had blueglais where if I touched the eggs, if I collected them, no matter what I did, they all died. They all fungus and disintegrated. But if I left them in the tank and removed the parents, then I would get good hatches. Now, it might be that the parents laid 2,000 eggs and 100 hatched, and I was like, that's a lot you know, which is a horrible hatch rate, or it might be that they laid a hundred eggs and all hundred hatched. I don't know what that is because I wasn't collecting them, but that's what worked for me when nothing else would. Uh, Especially in hard water, like in Los Angeles is where that worked for me when nothing else uh, would work. Anyway, just saw that. Super excited. Abu is here. Hey, Abu Aziz. Just good to see you, my friend. Hope you're doing well. Alien World Aquatics, thanks for the giveaway at Dan's Fish and Kayla's Aquatics. Hey, you got it. Um, I'm I'm thrilled to do it, and it's super easy for me when Bob's paying for it, so <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> thanks again, Bob, for doing that. All right. Scroll on, looking for a question or comment, and I've got one. Skipper's Aquariums, hey, good to see you. Sorry, Dan's Fish, I'm here, but I'm getting my back room ready for cabinets to be hung and a floor to get laid down first step to a fish room awesome glad you made it and thanks for all you do when you can that's all i can ask of a mod thanks for doing what you do when you can and that's always enough yep moonstone thanks a dance fish yes hard water and did a bit more wish me luck good luck yep good good luck ht aqua oh man i need mellies yeah Pseudomugil melis. So for those that don't know what that is. This is the fish, which I have never been able to get in before, but now I've got a, a chance. These guys. It's a great little blue eye. Man, all these pictures are blurry. Oh, well, it is what it is, I suppose. But yeah, that's uh, never been able to get those in before. So I'd be, man, I really want to. It's almost worth driving to Denver for that. <laughs> I mean, I, as a hobbyist, as a business, it wouldn't make any sense. Because then I'd have to charge, you know, 40 bucks a melly, and that wouldn't work. But yeah. Hex Tank Apologist, thanks for the Neons and Danios. Dan, they're doing great. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear it. And it's okay to have a hex tank. You don't have to apologize, (laughs) but I'm glad they made it. I'm glad they're uh, doing well and uh, have been for what? A couple weeks now. So that's, that's my goal, man. That, that always makes me feel good. When someone a a week or two or a couple months after they get the fish gets in contact and is like, man, they're doing great. That's when I know I've done my job. I found the supplier that has healthy fish. I, or I've got them healthy myself, and that they've they're robust enough to go through all the shipping and still still thrive long term. That's that's the whole point of what we're doing here, Michael Wentworth. If you get Melies, i will take a dozen regardless of the price. I'm I'm doing my best, doing my best. But oh, I've been trying for a couple weeks, uh, and yeah, I, I, so far no dice. But I'm trying. That would be so cool to get those in. Fishion tactics. I want to say fish ion. Fish ion. I don't know. Fishion tactics. $1.99. Thank you. Appreciate it. Preston Johns here. Hey Preston. Always good to see you. And thanks for making me wise to the um to the genus name of the dragon puffer. I was calling them tetra. trecha. T- how do you say that? Tetraodon and um you let me know their pow so i i was able to i hope list them correctly um when i listed them seriously fish call them tetra and that's usually what i go with because usually they're right um they've got enough people correcting them all the time that they're usually right but i appreciate having a puffer guy reach out and tell me that so so i can be correct let me dog i know the flight thing sucks, but remember, it could be worse. Cheers to staying healthy. Oh, yes. I, yes, absolutely. I I didn't mean to make it all about me when there's people that are actually physically suffering and dying. Of course. Of course. That seems very petty now, that little rant about how bad I have it. <laughs> but it is frustrating when you're just trying to get fish and you can't. And it's the prime time of the year. This is the time of year. So what for most industries christmas season is like the make or break thing right for this industry this is the major busy season everyone's coming out of winter it's warm enough that folks are like hey it seems natural to buy fish online now and uh yeah this is the hot season when i really wish i could be taking advantage of it but we'll do what we can and you're right lumpy dog Michael Wentworth, I will gladly donate a plant pack. Cool. Can we gauge interest in what stuff people might want? Um, I already know there's interest in plants. Um, I think, I think that would be, uh, a no brainer, but we should do this. Michael Wentworth on the get gills, Facebook group, would you post a survey, um, asking kind of what people want? Do you want this or that or the other thing? And I think that would be a good way perhaps to, uh, to decide on what to do there. Does that seem like a good idea to you? Of course, if, if you want to do it right here, we can. That's no problem, if that's what you were thinking. Um, but I, I don't know, I think a, a survey on the Get Gills Facebook group might be a good way to do it. Uh, you let me know what you prefer. If you want to just list here what you have available and say, what do folks want and and folks can reply, we could do that too, that's totally fine. Did I miss, I did, I missed a super chat. Sorry, Captain Savage Aquatics, <laughs> Savage. you're savage man captain savage aquatics 10 bucks great live stream thank you I appreciate that Um, thank you for the super chat and by the way I wasn't ranting about that begging for super chats please don't that's that's not what I'm trying to do but thank you for the super chat always appreciated never required but it does make the wife super happy and and it all helps sand creek aquatics throwing down $2 bob rocks you know it bob does rock that's what we need. We need to get Bob like a leather jacket, bunch of chains and a microphone. <laughs> Rock on, Bob. Um, and then Salem. Oh, did you leave? Salem Aquarium leaving another super chat. Wow. I saw it up there, but I thought it was, uh, I thought it <laughs> was the old one. Another $10. Thank you so much. Must have a big, um, must have a future big fish room. Is Okay, central air system, auto water, must-have, got it, must-have for the future big fish room. Central air system, auto water change system, central heating, cooling, all our must-haves. Also, what was the other gudgeon besides peacock gudgeon you mentioned was great? Empire gudgeons. Um, that's another thing. There was a new species of gudgeon I've never seen that the uh, exporter from Nigeria had, we had all lined up. He had in his position, possession, he like showed me the fish in the bag and was like, what do you think about these? And I was like, yes. (laughs) But uh, that's all on hold now. But here's the Empire Gudgeon. They're fantastic. In my experience, they're super hardy. They're not aggressive. They're colorful. They're active. They're just an amazing aquarium fish. Absolutely amazing. Um, So what I would say, okay, so heating, you could just heat the room with like an electric oil heater, right? That you can buy at Home Depot or whatever. You could do that. Your electric bill will be higher if you do that but I definitely would not put uh heaters in every tank in a big fish room it'll take a ton of electricity you have heaters burn out all the time or, or stick on all the time you have wires going everywhere so some kind of way to heat the room now I like a gas-powered furnace and if there's an AC attached to it for the summer that's even better um, but a gas-powered furnace is super helpful but not everyone can do that and so you could also just get an electric heater of some kind. The oil filter are nice because they aren't blowing hot air on you like, and, and they don't have that hot element that's kind of more or less exposed. So those are my preferred ones. So I would definitely say that's pretty much a must. Auto water change system for a big fish room, I don't think it's a must. Um, I look at people like what Rachel O'Leary, I don't think she has an auto water change system. There's lots of people that have big fish rooms that prefer not to have an auto water change system. And if Rachel does, then I'm sorry I misspoke, but I I don't think she does. Um, And there's lots of people like that, that they want to have that time in the tanks changing the water, um, getting a feel for how the tank's doing, if there's any issues. They see it before people with auto water change systems might, just because they're hands in the tank, actively working on the tank every you know couple of weeks or so. So for me, yes, I want an auto water change system, but there are people that actually prefer not to. And the limit of how big they go is kind of okay. How many tanks can I change water in, uh, and maintain successfully? That's how they won't go bigger than that. Cooling, um, in my area, cooling is not as big of a deal because I live up in the mountains in Wyoming. It's fairly cool here. Even in the summer, it can be like, I mean, there's a week or two where it gets kind of hot, but besides that, you don't even need an air conditioner. Most folks here don't have air conditioners, but if you lived in Arizona or somewhere hot, then yeah, I think you would need some kind of way to cool the room down in the summer, unless maybe it's a basement or something that stays cooler. But, uh, yeah, an above-ground facility, a lot of fish can have a lot of problems if they start getting up into the mid to upper 80s water temperature. And if you have lights and you have, you know, every little thing you have that uses electricity, a light or a power head or whatever, generates heat. And so that could be a must, depending on your setup, depending on how well it's insulated and depending on uh, where you're at in the nation. So those are my thoughts on that, uh, Salem. And man, I can't wait to see, cannot wait to see the fish room come together. I Let me know when you're about to go into build. And if you're gonna do like a video series or something, um, just let me know, hey, I'm about to jump into it and I'll, I'll keep up on it, I love that stuff. Madfish Diva, Madfish Diva, hello, because I'm addicted to pseudomugils from Dancefish. Thank you so much. And by the way, I watched the uh, replay, I watched the chat last week on the replay of the live stream just because I like to do that when I can to gauge how the chat's doing because I miss so much when I'm doing it live. And I saw that I missed some stuff from you. Um, I think Bob brought it to my attention later in the stream and I was able to get, get it to you, but I, I'm just sorry that I missed your stuff, Matt fish Diva. Didn't mean to miss your comments and questions. Just one more fish with Josh. It's for Bob, if it's okay, let's go ahead and do it. Okay, if that is too much this week, I can wait till next week. No, let's do it, let's do it right now. So um, Josh is giving away some plants I don't know what yet, but if you win, uh, then send an email to Josh. Uh, Josh, if you could leave your email so folks know what it is, that would be great. I'm gonna do it right now. If you win, send an email to Josh and he'll tell you what's available and you guys can work out what you want. So let's make that, um, let's go to Nightbot. Thanks for doing that. Uh, we're making the Bob's Kaler Aquatic giveaway even better. So let's roll another winner here. These are for the plants from Just One One Fish with Josh. The winner is Cindy425. You've won some plants from Just One More Fish with Josh. Um, Let us know if you're here and if you want them. And if you do, then send him an email and he'll figure out what to send you and get it over to you. And thanks, Josh, for doing that. That's awesome. I really appreciated when you did that a few weeks or a couple months ago too, last time you did it. All right, just waiting for Cindy to reply so I can see if Cindy wants the plants. And if not, we'll uh, we'll do another drawing for someone else. All right, while I'm waiting, oh, she's here. Awesome, Cindy, welcome, congratulations uh, on winning that. Uh, go ahead and send an email to Josh, and we'll let you guys work that out. Thanks, Josh, that's awesome, and it's easy, too, when they can just... You and them can communicate and get it done. That's great. Worked out really well last time. Michael Wentworth, I have a variety of easy to tougher plants, and I'd hate to send something to see someone struggle with it and get frustrated. Ah, that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Me, when I think plants, I think, okay, Java, Moss, Water, Sprite, Lidwigia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Java Fern. But good point. You're a real plant guy who actually has tough stuff. So it might be good to gauge that. Yeah, good point. Um, Okay, so let's – Michael, do you want to do that like like I thought on the Get Gills Facebook group, or do you want people to chime in right now? Um, If you want people to chime in, just leave a list of stuff that you think – would you would want to include and we can get some reaction right now otherwise everyone can go to the get gills facebook page after the stream and uh, we can put a survey up there to get your opinion on what we you would like in the giveaway for next week from Michael Wentworth okay oh hang on chat did what it was going to do i thought it might i thought it might it, it, i i could tell I could tell I was getting a hanker in the jump. Got seven minutes left here. Okay. Oh, wow. Lots of stuff. I'm going to get to as many of these as I can. Okay, cool. Joseph Stanley. I have a large colony of N-class blue star endlers if interested. Yes, I'm interested. If you would uh, send me an email, dan at dancefish.com. That is a fish that I am interested in. Priscilla MKR, swing by the store when you come to the Denver International Airport. I totally will Priscilla, Um, if I end up making the trip. I've got to communicate with my supplier after the stream and and say, if you can guarantee a 50% fill rate, I'll make the trip. But I don't think they can, I don't think they can. Chewie, why not look into some of the breeders from, oh, I have aka a l-a ACA yes absolutely absolutely chewy i'm i'm in process beast heart gambusia is the only fish i got in large stock right now stocking right now working on mark on <laughs> jeez Urgh. let me slow down i was like i got a ton of jazz to get to i gotta hurry it doesn't work right now working on making a white cloud army I am also working on my strain of fancy guppies. Also looking at platies as well. Awesome, man. That sounds exciting. And uh, yeah, I love watching your stuff and hearing, I guess, hearing how stuff's going. Mega Mindy Lou, didn't you unbox some Dwarf Sunset Garamis? I don't see them in the store. Headstanders are doing amazing. I love them. I love the headstanders too. And I'm so glad we got a good supplier and that they're doing well for you. Yes, I did have some Sunset uh Dwarf Garamis in there, they're not ready yet. Um, They're, I don't know what it is. Garamis are kind of notorious for this, actually, where it takes a while to get them ready to ship. So every day, there's like another one down. Every day, there's like another one down. So it's one of those batches. So I'm going to probably have to go three weeks without any dying before I feel comfortable shipping them. And today there was another one down. So as soon as they are solid, I'll list them. Yeah. But that's what's going on with those. And any other fish that uh, isn't listed just means it it isn't doing well or there's issues or I just don't feel it's ready. There were two types of vendors I got, um, yellow leopard and uh, what do they call it? Neon red or something like that. And they're just not quite ready yet either. I expect that with endlers and guppies. It takes them a little longer, because I have soft water to get adjusted to my water to where I'm like, okay, they'll do well. But uh, yes, and gouramis actually, I kind of expect that with gouramis too, usually. Not because of the water parameters, but just because of whatever they have when they're bred at farmers. Andrew Perr, tips for getting dried algae off an old tank. Um, What I like to do is just dip that stuff in a solution of hydrogen peroxide and it'll just eat that organic matter. It just oxidizes it, which means it tears the molecules apart in the algae pretty much and reduces it to this, you know, little damp sludge that you can easily wipe off. So that's what I usually use for stuff like that. I like dipping stuff in algae or maybe a at least a, a mixture of algae and water. If it's really bad, I'll use pure hyd- <laughs> of algae, hydrogen peroxide. If it's really bad, I'll use pure hydrogen peroxide, but often you just need like one part hydrogen peroxide to five to 10 parts water to get it to work. And bleach will do it too, but I like peroxide better than bleach just because it's non-toxic. Um, the, waste, the waste products of peroxide after it's done oxidizing are water, and oxygen, so it's a lot safer. Marie I'll take a dozen if you can get them. The Sudamugil Mellis, I should have ordered more. (laughs) I hope I can get them, I really want them. Petsodix throwing down two bucks. Diego, thank you so much, just for being you. Hey, I appreciate that. Thanks for being you too, dude. I'm glad I've kind of got to know you through this whole get gills slash fish fam thing. Captain Savage Aquatics throwing down 10 bucks. Great live stream. I think I already got that one, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Sand Creek Aquatics with 2 bucks. Bob Rock's right. I got that one too. Leather jacket, chains, and microphone. Just one more fish, fish with Josh. If I order the puffer, is it safe to ship with other fish? We'd like to get a few things from you. Yes. Yes, I can fit other fish in the box. In separate bags, but... I believe that'll be just fine. Now, I've never shipped a puffer this big before, but uh, I'm going to like quadruple bag it in thick bags, and yes, should be fine to ship with other fish. Michael Wentworth, with the cold freeze over and shipping season upon us, that's funny, it's snowing right here today, (laughs) what bag thickness is your go-to for most fish under three to four inches, four mils? I generally go to four mils, even for small little harmless fish like a Neon Tetra, just because they're less likely to leak or break or have an issue if they're treated roughly in the post office or something. They're just hardier bags, so I generally stick with four mils whenever I can, which is almost always. I have done three mils in instances where I needed a larger bag and could not get it in three mils, in four mils, sorry, and then I just, you know... Double bagged it, and, and that was fine. Five dollars from Skipper's Aquariums. I am lurking while working. Hey, thanks Skipper's Aquariums, I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. And man, you what you do as a mod is payment enough, but thank you so much for the super chat. Always appreciated, never required. On the plant pack, I'll create a get gills pool. Maybe we can make an easy pack and a more difficult pack. Oh yeah, that would be cool. That would be great. Um, that way, if the winner is more of a novice, we can, yeah, get them something like that. And for the expert pack, we can get people like Bentley excited. Yeah, I like that, Michael. So if you want to see what's going to be, or you want to chime in on what kinds of plants you like in the giveaway for next week, go to Get Gills, the Facebook group, and Michael Wentworth will have a pull-up for you. Um, maybe not this minute, but, you know, when he can. <laughs> cichlids 23 What do you expect more Sudamugil illuminatus in stock so oh it's eight thirty. okay this is probably the last one so as soon as i can get them the supplier of that specific batch is in indonesia and this was the best batch i've had so i'm gonna wait until he can ship again and buy from him um I've had them from other vendors, other suppliers with varying degrees of success in the past. This batch was pretty rock solid. In fact, I think every fish I got from this supplier was like rock solid. It's a new supplier. So because of that, um, I'll wait till I can buy from from them again. And I have no idea um, when... The world will be back to the point where there's flights coming from Indonesia again. Right now, there's no flights coming in from Indonesia. At least not that will carry cargo. None. So, as soon as I can, I will. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Now, to the main event. We are going to do a drawing... And I'm sorry to everyone, that'll be the last question or comment I can get to. I just, uh, I see keeping it at crypto. any word on Empire Gudgeons? Again, I, I can't get hardly any fish in right now, just the world's shut down. So, not at this time. As soon as things start shipping again, I'll definitely get them. As soon as I can, I love them. But now for the main event, um, we're gonna be giving away a Dragon Puffer. Now for those that missed it, these are a Predator. They're going to eat any other fish in the tank with them, so you kind of have to have a separate tank for them. They get, oh, six to eight inches is what I've read. I have one that's about six inches right now, five to six inches. But they don't need a super large tank because they're a sit and wait predator, an ambush predator. So they're not a super active swimmer like some other puffers or rainbows or something like that. So even a tank with a three foot footprint would probably be okay, I would think um even like a 20 long something like that i I personally i think would be just fine because they don't move a ton so that is the fish that we are going going to give away right now if you cannot house a six to eight inch predator fish that only eats like live fish and stuff you can probably train it to frozen but they're not trained right now they're just eating live fish at this moment if that's a fish you want, great. If, if it's not a fish you can handle, if you would just let us know if you win and you're like, ooh, I can't really take care of that properly, then let us know and we'll draw again until we find someone that can. I don't want to, you know, don't feel obligated to take the fish if you can't care for it properly, um, feed it live foods and things like that and have a separate tank for it. Uh, don't feel obligated. Just let us know and we'll move on to someone else. Okay. All right. So with that being said, Cindy, I love plants. Thanks, Josh. Okay, cool. So Cindy and Josh are getting that all taken care of. Um, All right. The winner of the Dragon Puffer, if they choose to accept it, is Jane Shell. Jane, congratulations. You have won the Dragon Puffer. Let us know if that is something that you are like yep i want it i can give a good home to it and if not let us know that too and we'll draw someone else but you've got about a a minute to chime in and let us know and we'll see where we go from there mariezy can we give it to someone in the street (laughs) like like fugu (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh i feel like i shouldn't laugh at that but here i go (laughs) Jeez! jane said to give it to someone else she had to leave oh okay awesome scott baker oh backer i do that every time scott backer throwing down (laughs) 1999 thank you scott so much and today we're just going to do a humble little goal there you go We'll we'll go big another time. So, for the dragon puffer, how about Sakana Katana? Sakana Katana, is this a fish that you feel like you can give a good home to? If so, let us know. And uh, if not, we'll draw again. We can do this all night. Right, mods? (laughs) Sakana Katana, let us know if you would like a dragon puffer. All right. Just waiting here, giving Sakana Katana a chance to let us know. All right. Got about 20 seconds left here, Sakana Katana. (laughs) Maybe. Oops. I, I think... Sakana Katana might not be live in the stream in which case all right we're gonna draw someone else sorry Sakana Katana I was excited for you but we're moving on the winner is the lucky seahorse we're gonna set a, uh, a record here of the number of drawings we do I think the lucky seahorse let us know if this is a fish that you think the dragon puffer you could give a good home to if so then it's yours she's here okay okay all right the lucky seahorse is here people are saying just waiting for her to chime in okay alien world aquatics she's here (laughs) all right waiting here for the lucky seahorse to chime in and let us know if this is a fish that she can give a good home too they said she's driving so we're going to give her just a little bit extra time because i don't want to cause an accident or something she's listening to this in her car i want to give her a sec to pull over and be responsible fishian tanktics do they actually have to answer yes 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 they do Paige didn't want a predator okay Alien World is here for her. Okay, cool. A- Alien World, is this uh, something? Oh, yeah. Yay. Okay, good. There she is. The lucky seahorse. Um, you won? Yes. So is the dragon puffer something that you're like, yeah, I can take that. I can give it a good home. I want one of those. I don't think it's the right fish for everyone. So I just want to make sure that you're on board. So chime in. Let us know um, if it's something you would like here. And if so, then we'll we'll... Shut down the stream. I know she responded saying, thank you, Dan and Bob. Yeah, okay, I'll take that as a yes. (laughs) So lucky see you were send me an email, dan at dansfish.com, with your first and last name and your mailing address, and I will send that out to you um, on Monday. Aylen World Aquatics, she's my lovely lady, and we have a perfect tank for it. Yeah, I kind of (laughs) figured, since you knew she was driving and she was here in all caps and stuff, I kind of figured it was something like that. So anyway, congrats that's it for tonight um thanks again for everyone that participated in this special double giveaway to celebrate um sponsored by kayler's aquatics to celebrate the fact that you guys are amazing and watch his watch list so he could get up to four thousand um watch minutes and get monetized so congrats bob on that and congrats on being like at almost 4.5 i think uh watch minutes at this point and I don't know. I just feel like Bob's emblematic of this community uh, supporting people um, and people supporting him when he's like, help me get my watch minutes up. Everyone's like, sure. You've done a lot for us. We'll help you. I, I just love that about this community. Um, Bob, from the bottom of my heart. Oh, we're still on sharing. Sorry, Bob, from the bottom of my heart. Thanks for everything you've done for me, for my channel and for my business. I truly appreciate you. you. With that, we're going to close this down. I believe that 54 Punchy, or sorry, Punchy Paints is probably next. Um, So head on over there. And we'll see you all next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Until then, stay safe, everyone, and have a good one. Bye-bye.